You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? What's up? Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with a special guest, The Bear Project. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Excited to be back for another episode. Uh, it was like it was like I just did one like a few weeks ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that from like October till, I mean, now yeah, we're almost yeah. at February. It feels yeah. like it's only been like three weeks. And yeah, it's been, it does. obviously it's been longer than that, but... Yeah. It really, I mean, you just had your kid, and now your your three kid months. is three months. Three months. I mean, you've seen. I mean, he's put pushing himself up now. Is he rolling over? Mm-hmm. Yep, sitting on his own. Just about. I mean, this 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 little guy. He is. Uh, it's like every every single day, he's doing something different and amazing. It's just like yeah. wow um, to look at <laughs> you know to look at your child and be like. I had a I had a hand in that. It's a it's a different it's a different kind of feeling. For yeah, sure. I mean, and he's starting to show a little bit of his personality too, which is yeah. He this this <laughs> man has so much to say. Like even if it's just baby um, yep. babble, it's yep. still he has so much he wants to say. And like I can't wait until you know um, he gets older. I'm enjoying the moments when he's little now, but it seems like. Every time I go pick him up from his grandma's, it's like he got bigger. And I'm like, nah, dude, you need to slow down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I I look at my youngest right now who's, you know, he's two and a half. And mm-hmm. the, he's full sentences, constantly full sentences. And it's like, it was not long ago that he was laying on my la- on my chest, taking a a nap. And he could fit like right on my chest. And now yeah. when I pick him up, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't fit there anymore. <laughs> no, and then like the kids want to be moving and flailing and kicking and <laughs> right, right. They, they they hog up the he um last night after I got finished with the podcast, um I went in the room to go lay in my spot on the bed. He was there. <laughs> nope. Oh Just yeah. Like, yeah, forget that. <clears throat> we have a king size bed, and I get about one tenth of it. Yep. And then two thirds of it is the kids, and then and that's because we know eventually they're going to come into the room. They're going to come fine. into the room. And they sometimes they sleep by themselves, but for the most part, they do come into our room a little bit. But uh, hopefully, we can get some bunk beds and change that. But and then yeah. you know my wife gets a section too, and then it doesn't matter how much room they have. One of them is always trying to push into me to, I don't know if it's for the heat or they yeah. want the cuddles or what it is. Burrow, but, yeah, burrow themselves into you, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I, I I sleep better when they're <laughs> cuddling into me. I sleep yeah. better. Yeah, it's almost like they they know, like, okay, you know, um, dad's here, dad, like, dad's going to protect us. <laughs> so it's like that protective that protective cuddle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see, I can see where you're coming from with that. <laughs> um, so, you know, that this podcast usually, obviously, usually it's 
It's uh, Monte Ball and I. Uh, Monta's indisposed right now, so he might join us a little bit later, but he, he may not be able to. So it's going to be me and Bear. And, you know, one thing that I want to get into with you, because obviously our last episode, and if people haven't caught it, you should check it out. It's We talk a lot yes. about parenting. We talk a lot about uh, being fathers in today's climate. And honestly, being fathers of black boys in this climate. But yeah. um, since then, you know, Twitter Spaces has kind of grown a lot. And you mm-hmm. have started the soul space, the barrier soul space. And mm-hmm. I would love if you could talk about, one, how you decided to start that. And then two, mm-hmm. kind of what it's meant to you that it's kind of grown into uh, the the place that it is that's completely and totally safe judge free and so many people get i mean it's not Um, just catharsis but it's it's healing from it yeah uh so i feel like um i feel like with my streams uh it's one thing to uh to communicate with the viewership and have them type to you it's a totally different ball game when they can talk back yeah and you have to actively listen. Like you, I mean, you can't just like let it go through one ear and not the other because then they're gonna feel like they've probably been feeling their entire life. Like nobody has listened to them. Nobody wants to understand them. And for me, it was just like, you know, I wanna I wanna see where this goes. Like, am I by any means like a therapist? No. But the space has really become like therapeutic yeah to a point where like people feel okay dropping their guard and if they need to completely breaking down uh i i don't know i think i might have been driving to work yeah i was driving to work one day and um i had seen this thing called space i'm like what the world is this so i joined the space and i'm like oh this this is like like a seminar kind of um it's like a seminar without video yeah so basically like it's it's a it's like an audio seminar so you mean to tell me like you can hold a space for a specific subject and then you have like your co-hosts you have your listeners and you have your speakers like you can really do that oh i wonder what it would be like if you know if we created a space where it was uh more therapeutic and people uh, could listen more than they actually um, talk. And then for them to uh, feel comfortable to want to send a request to be a speaker. I mean, cause that means you have to, you have to speak in front of everybody. Yeah. People may not have that come. I mean, you, you were there. I mean, there mm-hmm. were people that even said, Oh my God, I'm nervous. This is like, I'm speaking in front of a bunch of people and I'm just like, take your time. There's no rush. We all were like, just take your time. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment here. You can, if you need to cry it out, cry it out, do whatever it is you need to do to feel better. And it just like erupted. It did. To a point, yeah. To a point where, uh, you know, we've had almost 40 people in one room talking, <laughs> tuning in, um, sharing, sharing their story and, 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 and deep listening. personal stuff. I mean, it's not oh just like God. surface level. It's like, oh. and 
you know, that's one thing. I try to catch it every single time I can. And I, I mm-hmm. you know, I've told you this before, like, you could have a space like that that has a few people sharing, but the way that you steward it and the you you can feel in your voice the uh I, I mean the amount of the lack of judgment, like you can feel it from you. Like you it's it's gonna be safe and like yeah, like I said, it's it's not just surface level stuff. It's people yeah. getting really, really deep. Yeah. And you know, um I, I I will say, like even to even to a certain extent, like I still, I still get like I still hear the voices from those certain spaces in my head, like, um, you know, hearing like Fun Size when she broke down, and hearing King when he broke down, it was just yeah. like, wow, like I didn't. Um, me and King have talked like off of Twitch and spaces, and um. We were talking about, you know, the incident that he spoke on in his space. And I I thought he was doing okay mm-hmm. until that space. That I feel like that space provided him or gave him the uh the ability to let his guard down and be him. Mm-hmm. And if he wasn't healed from it, let it out. And like he literally you can hear the cracks in his voice. And then he went into full breakdown. And I was like, oh, this is, now it's becoming, this is not just like a thing. This is almost becoming like um, innate. This is like a, just an organic thing that's happening in these spaces. So I just, I kept it going. And And it just seems like so many people have gravitated to it. And so many people are okay with speaking. That's the part that I really, I love. Like some people, you know, chill back and they listen and they they hear other people's stories. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I feel good enough. I feel comfortable enough. I want to share my story. Yeah. And that's, you know, one thing Jenny brings it up in chat. um, And I completely agree. I was going to bring this up that, you know, group therapy is a, it's a real and powerful thing. I mean, that's what that's yeah. what AA and a all of the anonymouses are is group therapy. Peer to peer support is sometimes just as powerful as being a therapist. So just being mm-hmm. able to provide that space and yes, like you need to combine it because sometimes you need the the professional and not just opinion, but the steps that you need to go yeah. through to heal, but you know, we talked last week with uh, Jessica Leahy about you got to name it to tame it, right? Yeah. And I brought up, you know, it's almost like saying the demon's name, like talking about it out loud. It does mm-hmm. activate it in your brain so that you can start to process even more. Yeah. Because last time we talked about toxic masculinity, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, we talk, we still talk about it because it's a real thing and it's something that we grew up with and I struggle with it every day with what I learned, what I still is to this day, a core being inside of me is toxic masculinity. I still retreat into it sometimes and it's not a conscious thing. Like I consciously try to get better at it, but I was just, I was just raised. You don't show emotion Unless it's anger, you don't show emotion. Like even, even happiness, you have to 
muffle that happiness because it might make somebody feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to create that safe space for people to just talk about it. And um, that's just, I, it's a wonderful thing. And the fact that you're doing it, like I, I can't praise it enough, like what you're doing um, out there. It's so great. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I encourage others to do the same thing. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Jenny said, you know, uh, we're peers and we could use our experiences and our perspectives to support others. Like, you know how many people felt the exact same way you felt, but yeah. can't say it. They can't put it in words. Right. Maybe they're too, they may be too engulfed in the situation. Their emotions might be getting the best of them. So at that point, you know, all you see is red or black. So you can't really, you can't really find the time to hone in on what's exactly bothering you and mm-hmm. put it into words. So to go to a space where, you know, somebody is able to put so eloquently what you can't, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to feel the judgment from that. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. And you hear like, like you said, you hear two or three people sharing your, their stories and all of a sudden you realize, because I, you know, I, I, t- I said this last night, like a lot of times we compare our stresses. Mm-hmm. Like when some, when you bring up something that you're feeling and somebody says, oh, first world problem. Well, what does that, what does that mean to you? That means that's, that's not just belittling your stress is telling you that you shouldn't have it. Right. Yeah, that's that's a little like demeaning. Yeah. So uh, I a lot of people would we look at other people's stress and we're like, "Oh, I shouldn't have this or be feeling the amount of stress that I am over this one event because there's other people dealing with worse." But all you can deal with is what's around you, like yeah. yourself, what you can mm-hmm. affect. That's it. That's all the stress yep. that we know. We don't know the stress that other people are under. We don't know the stress of everything else. Mm-hmm. And we can't affect their stress for them. Right. We can just deal with what's going on in ours. And it's the same thing like vacations, which would be I would consider good stress, right? It's stressful vacations coming up and while you're in them a little bit because as soon as you get there, there's a little bit of a countdown timer that's going on. Yeah. So and you yeah. start to feel it a little bit. Like stress doesn't always have to be bad. It can it can the good things cause stress too, and I think we lose sight of that. But Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. And you're right. You know, as soon as you get on vacation, there there is like a little countdown timer, like, oh God, um, this vacation is an infinite. At some point it's going to end. Yeah. So you try to, you, you try to make the best out of the time that you have. And yeah, that can, that can be a little stressful too, because there's some things you want to be able to do and you can't because mm-hmm. you don't have enough time to. Absolutely. Uh, so I think, you know, I think it's just best for people to um, make the make the best out of the time that they have. You know, things that you can't fit in, it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, I understand. I totally understand. Like, oh, man, I wanted to go to that amusement park. You know, it it, it does, it does kind of weigh you down. Mm-hmm. So I would never uh, just be like... Oh, well, you know, uh, get over it. No, I totally understand because, yeah, you want to do certain things on your vacation. And sometimes you're just not able to because time is so short. And it seems like when you're working, mm-hmm. it drags. When you're not, it's flying. Yep. It's almost like you don't have enough time to, to like, have fun 
but work just goes absurdly slow. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think like people trying to belittle or minimize somebody else's stress. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's not good. That it, it, I think we all get caught up in it though. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's tough. It's tough to, and I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking about this as two men because that's all I can speak about. And I know it also happens to women, but when people say, you know, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk about it and let it out. But they say that at face value, and as soon as you start to do it, there's a little bit of backlash. Have you noticed that a little bit? Yes, I have. Um, and I don't. I, I, I mean, I've I've fallen victim to that. You know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. because I didn't know any better. But now, being at the age that I am now, and not only being at the age I am now, but having the maturity, being at the right maturity level, uh, for me, it is okay to not be okay. And it is okay to talk about it. Because as soon as you start talking about it, it it, it gets easier. It gets a little easier to deal with. It gets a little easier to manage. Because, like I said in the podcast last night, you know how many people, you know how many people wouldn't have walked off the edge if somebody just listened. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people don't want a response. Sometimes people just need you to listen. That's it. But some people, some people aren't, some people don't want to listen. They just want their turn to talk. And it's not always about that. That. Yeah. That, and there, that's, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, Mods talks a lot about um he went to some mindfulness training and it was uh kind of like a getaway there was a few hours a day mm. and they made him sit for I think 2 hours and just listen to somebody talk to practice active listening skills and that's that's something we can all benefit from I mean I know when I'm in discussions with uh some people like my spouse uh Sometimes I'm not actually listening to the words. I'm trying to wait for a moment to get my point across. Yeah. And that just makes things worse because I didn't actually listen to what was being said. Mm-hmm. And that's just one point where I could benefit from that. That's not even talking about my friends. or. And the thing is, we have to listen for little cues sometimes because people don't... They'll leave a little opening for you to ask about yeah. something. And... yeah. If you aren't paying attention, you could skip right past it. Like I'm I'm really guilty of that sometimes. I don't notice all the social cues sometimes. I'm just Yeah. And aloof. um you know, it active active listening is very important because that could be the one thing that saves you guys from that could be the that can make the difference between a talk and a fight. Yes. Um, when somebody feels like the other person is not listening, at this point now defenses are up. Now emotions are running high. Now adrenaline is is going, and at that point, you know nobody wants to hear anything. So now we're at a lost cause because you're not going to be willing to hear me. I'm not going to be want. I'm not going to want to hear you because you don't want to hear me, 
and it just is not it's it's overall destructive yeah Absolutely. so you know we we need to we need to normalize active listening and not only that but learning learning that when an an argument gets too heated take a step back even if you feel wronged if you feel disrespected regardless take a step back and let cooler heads prevail because in the midst of it you could say something and it could totally change everything yep and you can't take it back it's out it's out there now mhm so we have to normalize active listening and also knowing um knowing when to uh not necessarily bite our tongue but conceal it it's okay to walk away for an hour or two and come back yeah, to it totally fine that's what so that's what i honestly have started doing like so when growing up i had a really really bad temper i mean like and it was by a lot little things big things it didn't matter my temper basically went to one level and so one thing that i have done to not allow it to get there is i will sit there and i will take a beating or whatever and i won't respond like if i am at a point where i know that it's just straight anger i will walk away and sometimes it'll be a day before i come back to it but like and sometimes it drives people crazy especially at work like it would drive people that i worked with just absolutely up a wall because um you know i would i would let them sit there and berate me and then i'd come back the next day and i'd talk about uh that situation and what happened and why like we can't let that happen again and they would be well why couldn't we talk about it in the moment it's like because there was no talking it was literally going to be just a screaming match and i yeah it doesn't happen every time you know sometimes i still lose my cool but that's how that's the only way that I've been able to get past this like super this really bad anger that I have. So and even like as a parent with my kids, I have to walk away for ten minutes sometimes. They don't know yeah. what that they're being disrespectful. They don't know what respectful is yet. Yeah. <laughs> they're four and two. So Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's 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 for them it's too early for them to, you know, for them yeah. to understand. So and I think parents need to normalize that whenever you are feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, go. Hey, take a step back for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. If you gotta, like, listen. If you gotta hear him cry, hear him cry. But you need time to reset yourself so you don't go off in the moment just because you might be frustrated because they may, you know, they may be crying and they won't stop crying or whatever the case may be. Uh, you just need to you need to take time for yourself and uh, reset. Um, I know for me, you know, I have those moments where. You know, um, I lose my cool. Now, I don't um, I don't shut down because I feel like shutting down. I mean, don't get me wrong. For some of us, shutting down is a way, I guess, to let the other person know that we're hurt. But shutting down can also be destructive. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I, I'll communicate that with my partner. Like, hey, um, I'm, I'm not okay. Uh I, and I don't want to say anything that could 
change how you look at me because I'm saying it out of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes in anger, you say things that you don't mean and you can't take it back once you let it out. So I'm just like, mm, you know what? Now nah, let me take a step back. You know, I'm a, I'll take a breather and we'll come back and, and, and we'll, we'll talk. I mean, we've had our moments where it's been like explosive on both sides and, you know, we'll take some time. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, it might be a day or two that, you know, we don't really, um, we don't really speak on the topic, but, you know, um, her and I both are firm believers and even though I'm mad at you, I'm still going to let you know I love you. You yeah. may get on my nerves. I might feel like putting you through a wall. still love you. That, you know, that won't change unless you do something that's like absolutely vile and just dead wrong. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, uh, taking that, taking those, taking those minutes to just reset yourself and put yourself in a more calm space. Yeah. I think people should, um, I think people should do that. And uh, like, you know, like a uh, man, moon man said, you know, that's how we end up ignoring problems and leaving people to deal with, with trauma alone. I mean, you know, uh, you can't run from it. You can't hide from it. Like yep. eventually it's going to catch up to you. So you got to deal with it. Right. And you know, that is the thing. Sometimes we need to figure out why, why did that make me angry? Like, because it's mm-hmm. true. That part. Like, you know, and that's that's why I have to, like, completely not allow myself to react to it and just take yes. it all in. And mm-hmm. because if I react to it, like you said, it's going to create an yeah. issue. And it, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I was growing up, there was one time uh, my friends, we w- they would always come over. And hang out mm-hmm. in like our basement. We had like a foosball table, ping pong table, like video mm-hmm. games, and then we'd go to practice because we had like an hour and a half between school and practice. And so they they made me so mad. I kicked everybody out. I said, you know, I just started yelling, "Get the f out of my house!" Like at the top of my lungs. And they looked at me like I was joking. And then they saw the look on my face, and they knew it. And so it was. Uh, there's a few people that still bring it up to this day, but it was like, it was a bunch of little things. It was so, I mean, it was teenage stuff, right? Yeah. So that's, and that's, that's why I try to just remove myself now, like not remove completely, but wait before I respond to figure out, okay, why am I upset? Am I upset because Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed? Am I upset because it's true? Am I upset because, you know, and honestly, most of the time it is pride. Yeah, yeah, pride. Ego. Yeah, pride and ego will definitely will definitely have you responding in ways that you normally wouldn't. Um, and that's why you know, like you said, that's why you have to sit. You have to. You got to sit there and take the beating, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Because you know your 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 partner or your spouse isn't coming to you for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something that they're making up in their head. And I, I I, can't stand when people do that. They try to make it seem like uh, you're crazy or you're making this up. No. This is how I feel. I wouldn't be feeling this way if this wasn't happening. Yeah. So to try to make it seem like, you know, I'm crazy or 
I'm living in some, you know, uh, like I'm gonna say it, gaslighting. Yeah. Um, or manipulating the situation to, like I said, to make me question and doubt myself. No. Mm-mm. I know what I feel, and I'm not moving on that. I'm not. But you know, before you know, before I say anything that um, you know, that could be considered a low blow or you know, one of those. Mm, yeah, that one, that one hurt. Yeah, I'm gonna take a step back and and reassess why am I feeling this way? Like you said, am I feeling this way because I'm embarrassed? Am I feeling this way because it's true? Um, am I feeling this way because you know this person is totally wrong? Um, it could be a million things, but we do have to uh, we do have to take a step back and reassess our own feelings. Yeah, because. Sometimes we as people, uh, we were so quick to point the blame at the other person, but slow to hold ourselves accountable for things we may have done that may have brought our partner or our spouse to this point. And that's important, too, is, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. Nope. There's context for everything. And yes. So when you hear people's actions being like, well, I wouldn't have acted that way. Well, and this has to do with your the judgment that you talked about too. Um, that tweet that you put out, was it yesterday or two days ago, about people who judge others? Like, Oh, yeah. You literally don't know the context for anything that happened. No. So Mm-mm. with no information except for the outcomes, you're saying, oh, yeah, I would have done that. There's no way I'd have done that. Like, Oh, come Every, on. Yeah. Everybody says what they would have done until it happens to them. Right. And, you know, that's a lot of times, like, I play out scenarios and scripts in my head or whatever, but it's like until it happens, you don't you don't know for sure what's, what's going to happen, how you'll exactly. react. You know? Exactly. A lot of people, like, at work, like, you know, when, uh, and this is a true story, mm-hmm. um, my oldest, the first time he got like actually sick like um it was like we went to the er for uh uh nebulizer because he had asthma uh, well yeah we think he does have have asthma but it was like rsv i think at the time oh okay okay. and um you got it from daycare well that's Mm. the first time as a parent you have been you know dealing with a sick child so i was like tired going to work like you know, I, I overlooked something, made a poor judgment, like, and it ended up being like 15, 20 minutes more work because of it. It wasn't dangerous or anything like that, but, um, and then like somebody went off on me and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. My kid's at home. My kid's sick. Like, you know, I'm just, I didn't get any sleep and they come back with, well, I'm buying a house right now. You think that I don't have stress? We all have stress in our life. And I'm like, Hold on, what? Like yeah, that's that's really that's really um that's really ignorant to say. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm I'm not making this up. Like we took my kid to the ER the first time he's sick. Like I didn't sleep at all. Sorry, we had to work for 15 minutes more. But that's it. We had to work for 15 minutes more. Nobody was put in danger or anything. 
And then um, my question is: Did that did that other did that person that went off on you? Do they have kids? Nope. There you go. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Because they have no idea. And it was one of those people that there's no possible way to make them happy. That you could do something the same way that they did it, same amount of time, and they tell you you did it slow, you messed this up, all this stuff. It was one of those kinds of people, but. It was like if everything wasn't perfect, they weren't happy. And it's like nothing's going to be perfect because we're a team working together. Like somebody's going to mess something up. You got to roll with the punches. Like that's part of life. Rolling with the punches. Rolling. Going with the flow a little bit. You can't just be a solid rod because eventually you're going to snap. And that's, you know, that's something to remember as well about, you know, not just remembering when people took your actions out of context like put yourself in those shoes and just take a breath roll with it because it's going to be okay for the yeah, most I mean, part I've, unless they put yeah. you in danger obviously yeah yeah then that yeah then that's a different story i mean i've i've had um i've had instances where you know um i might have had a bad i've had a bad day and people have gone off on me and i'm just like Wait, what? And then I'm asking them, well, do you have any idea what I've been going through today? Well, it doesn't matter. I, you know, I have stress too. Okay, but if the roles were reversed, would you want me to minimize your stress? Yeah. No, you wouldn't want me to. You would feel very, you would feel like I'm disrespecting you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know I don't know what you deal with, and simply because I don't know, that doesn't make it any less serious for you. It's still serious for you. So, you know, if if you my coworker or a team member or whatever the case may be, um, I mean, just from me being uh, an empath, just taking that in, I'm gonna feel exactly what you feel, even if I'm not going through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna minimize that. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it may be minute or minuscule to me. That doesn't make it any less serious for you. It's still serious. So I have to look at it and come with the approach as if, okay, this is something real. This something's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I think people just don't, they don't do that because they're so busy um, you know, and we all, we've all done it. Sometimes we've been so um, engulfed in our own world that we uh, we miss that part. You know, everybody everybody is going through something, and if you uh-huh. have the ability to remove yourself from the equation and try to look at it from their point, we'd be better. It's part of growing, right? Growing as a person, getting to that point, understanding mm-hmm. that. Everybody has things in life. Like, life doesn't stand still, period. Nope, sure doesn't. And sometimes we wish it would, but it doesn't. And, right. You know, looking at our kids, that's a good example of it. As much as mm-hmm. we'd like it to slow down, like, before I know it, my oldest is going to be going to high school, and I'm going to be like, what happened to my life? But, And that's one thing, like, with, you know, my sobriety, my recovery... And honestly, where I was as a person, like, I stopped growing. 
I stopped looking to grow. I I was okay with where I was because I was bringing home more money than I had bills. I enjoyed my job enough, but like I kind of felt like, is this it? Is this all there is? I'm just going to do this for 40 years and be done. And then I was just okay with not really growing as a person. And that, that included like my sobriety. I just like, I, I didn't drink. It was just, that's what it was. But I never looked into why did I abuse alcohol like that? Why was alcohol so important like to shut? Why was it important every time I had alcohol to shut down? Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I started to look at that, it's like, wait a second, like there's, there's more. And it started slowly, and then it, it started to pick up steam with me. Like I, I've read a lot of books the past couple of months. Like, you know, I, I'm looking at my emotions. I'm trying to get better at it. I'm looking at why sometimes I shut down when certain events happen. Why is that? Well, maybe it's something from my childhood, right? Um, that puts me back there. But like, I didn't look at any of this stuff like five years ago, even two and a half years ago. Like. It takes time yes, to grow, it and you're, it's not always going to be at the same rate. But, you know, just taking those steps and trying goes such a long way for where you're going to be at in your life. Yes, I, I totally agree. When you actively take uh, when you actively take the steps. Well, first, admitting. That there is, in fact, a problem. Right. Probably the hardest step. It is. Because, it is. you know, you don't want to admit something's wrong because when you admit something's wrong, you feel like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect. No, you're not supposed to be. Right. But whatever you keep locked inside, you won't heal from. You won't heal from it. It'll just be a crutch. It'll be... Um, It'll be a trigger. It'll be a. uh, Some people might even see it and take advantage of it because they know that's that's a button to push. So it it takes time. You have to get to a point where, you know, uh, where you're you've grown and you've understood, Okay, hey, you know. These are my triggers. How can I actively work on not being triggered by these things. And they say, um, you say, they say we need to normalize, um, we need to normalize, uh, not looking at, uh, not looking at things that trigger us. It's everywhere. Right. Certain things will trigger you, but in order to, in order to not be triggered by those things, sometimes you just don't look at it. Because then you'll find yourself going back into that space and you know how that road ends. You spend all this time trying to, you know, uh, improve. Why take 20 steps forward to go 30 steps back? No. <laughs> so we, yeah, we admitting that there's a problem is the hardest part because nobody wants to admit it. Like you said, it's a pride in the ego. We don't want to. We don't want to admit to ourselves that something's off. 
Yeah. Right? And the thing is, if you if you admit that, you're admitting weakness. But the thing that we don't... The, you know, I brought this up before, the, the strength in admitting that. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's the hardest thing to do. Like, you know, when I quit drinking, like it, I had multiple people tell me in not very nice words that I was an alcoholic, right? And so, like, that became a term that, fine, you think I'm an alcoholic? And those are the days I drink the most and made the dumbest decisions. And I'm surprised I'm here alive today. Like, that was... Hey, man, big big shout-out. Big shout-out to you for, for getting through that and becoming better as you came out of it. Most people won't even do that. Most people will... Some people will continue to use the alcohol for whatever means mm-hmm. to get them through. And you took you took your life by the horns and you said, no, I'm going to be better. And that's all we can do, right, is try to be yeah. better. And I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. That's something I'm get, trying to get better at is taking compliments. Because it used to be, and I still am this a little bit, don't think that I'm not, but I would deflect that. Right, I would just take that yeah, and shove yeah, it back, yeah. like, "Oh, you know, thanks, but it was so and so and all this." And trying to do better, just saying, "Thank you, I really do appreciate it." And yeah, I mean, it's it's people, it, it it's we're like actively watching you mm-hmm. take the steps to to be better. So to to watch to to be there and watch somebody take these steps, and you know, you get knocked back a little bit, but you get up and you keep going forward, and you know, you you have your moments on your on your path on your journey where you feel like you won't see the light, but then here it comes, and you've made it. And even though you've made it, mm-hmm. you're still you're still taking steps. So that that's that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I love to see people. Uh, I love to see people make it out of those, make it out of that type of adversity. Because I mean, you know. Some people already, some people probably looked at your sister. He ain't going to make it out. He won't. He'll fall. He'll be just like yeah. the rest of them. No, you chose to not fall to that stereotype. And you you made it out. Now you got, you know, you got a, a, a wife and you got kids now who also look to you as a as a pillar and a beacon of, of strength because, you know, uh, I feel one day I'm going to have to tell my son about what happened to his grandfather. Yeah. That's not going to be a pretty story. It won't be. Mm -mm. But if I let him know what it did to me and how I became better from it, it'll show him that, yeah, daddy's human, but daddy's strong. He can still get through it. So can I. And I'm going to tell him. You don't have to do it by yourself because you don't. Yeah. You don't have to do it by yourself at all. Mm-hmm. You have a village, you know, when you get old enough, you'll be able, I said it in the podcast, you'll be able to tell the difference between who's golden and who's gold plated. There's a difference. There's that's, a difference between the two. That's really good. I like that. That's awesome. That's, you know, that's something that I thought a lot about because my dad... He he's never said it, 
But so he's been sober for 30 some years. And I asked if he would call himself an alcoholic. He said, no, I just don't drink. But his dad was also an alcoholic. And, you know, I'm sure his dad was as well. Like that was all there was for entertainment, really. Um, So explaining to my kids and, you know, when we had Jessica Leahy on, who's also in recovery and sobriety and is an alcoholic, but she specializes in, she's a teacher. She's wrote books on raising kids, especially around uh, substance use and like how we can help them. Mm. And one of the things is telling your story, but don't glamorize it, right? Leave out the things that were fun. Like, because if you make it fun, if you make it like Van Wilder or The Hangover. It's a fairy tale. Yes. Like that's, and that's what I, and I'm not saying my dad did this because he, he didn't, but like the movies and hearing yes. other people's stories at school and, but like yes. having honest conversations. And honestly, I grew up around going to bars. All I had to do was look around to see the alcohol to do that for you. Right. But, you know, being able to have honest conversations with our kids and allowing them to talk to us when they're ready sometimes we, mm-hmm. sometimes we do have to to pry at the door a little bit to open it and then let them walk the rest of the way through but dude you know a- ending that generational yes that curse yes, yes. that yes. that's what i want to do i want to put the wall yeah. up. i want to be the one to block mm-hmm. it from reaching the my two and Same that's, here. What, that's what i try to do every day yeah i mean when when you know when he gets older uh, I would love to do. Um, I would love to do a podcast with him. That when when he's ready, <laughs> yeah. Um, when he's ready to do it, and he feels like you know, Dad, I have questions. Okay, son. Let's 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 have a podcast about it. Not to not to publicize it, but because well, the the one thing, um, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Same. But there might be other fathers in the viewership who does. Right. So, son, if you feel like, you know, if you're struggling in a certain area and I don't have the answers, I, I have you have a village. You have you have people in your corner that can help you navigate through whatever it is that you're feeling. And just, you know, I, I just I want to make him comfortable early with reading the room Mm -hmm. and understanding who to be vulnerable to can't be vulnerable to everybody because some people see that vulnerability as weakness or as a, as a, as a, uh, a point to take advantage of. Yes. So yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to, you know, you definitely have to be very careful. Like again, of who is gold and who is gold plated. Gold plated. After a while, you know, um, they don't hold any. They don't hold as much value. Somebody that's gold, their value increases, mm-hmm. like over time. And what that means is your relationship with them will increase in value over time. People who have your best interests at heart. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he what he he shares. 
That's awesome. I'm not going to judge him. I'm not right. going to judge him at all. The same, the same energy that I share with strangers, with you guys, I'm going to share it with him. No. Son, if you need to cry, cry. It's mm-hmm. totally okay. Don't ever feel like you have to, um, you got to be tough. In certain situations, yes. Every situation, no. When it hurts, it hurts. I don't want you to feel like you can't, you can't be you. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reprimand you for shedding tears. No. Because guess what? Daddy did the same thing when he was young. When he, mm-hmm. I was your age once. And you know that's 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 it's important to recognize this, right? I really, I, I, I love that you're already playing this out. One thing to remember that, you know, um, Moon Man just said is uh, they're already actively listening to you, and I just want you to know that that is true. Even yeah. when you think they're not listening, they are paying close attention to you. Like, you know, last time that we were on a podcast together, my youngest turned the internet off. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. they they watch where what you do, where you go, and they're like, "Ooh, I'm going to do that next." Like, you know, mm-hmm. my my oldest sometimes I will say he'll I'll ask a question and he'll like skirt around it, and I'll be like, "No, it's a yes or no question. You either answer yes or you answer no." And he'll take that and he'll use it against me or say words. Yeah, I that, remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. you said that. Yeah. These, these, listen, these kids are a lot more in tune than we think. Oh, yeah. So you have, it's net, like always respect their intelligence is like my number one uh, tip. And then, like, it's just, I mean, just be open to where it's going to take you because yeah. they let you know what they like to do. Yeah. No matter what, I want to make sure my kids are okay with being themselves because I always felt like I had to be somebody else to be accepted. And that's not, I do not want that for them, right? No. <laughs> no. I mean, that is, <clears throat> that is part of the reason that I drank so much. And then, you know, uh, the the biggest thing I want to teach my son is to love everyone, no matter Belief, religion, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, regardless. Yep. None of that matters. What matters is the bond between you guys and how they treat you and how you treat them. Yes. Don't nobody got time to be worrying about, oh God, you know, they're they're part of the 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 you know, lately it's been like a, a cool thing to throw darts at the LGBTQ man. So what? Are they treating you bad? No. And that's What's the, thing. the problem? How does it affect you? You. Yes. If it doesn't <clears throat> affect you on a daily basis. Yeah. What's the point? No. Some of the coolest people I know are part of that community. And they've shown me nothing but love and respect. So why would I even conjure up in my brain a plan to never? Never, never like, and and it's a shame. It's a shame that you can't be you in this world without somebody like almost slandering you for it. Like you're a bad person because you're, you, uh, you identify as non-binary. So what? 
it's that that culture of everybody tries to put you in a box, right? Yes. I want to give them a box. You put yourself into it. And you know, if you want to take things out because you're done with it, go for it. Right? Regardless of what regardless of what these people identify themselves as, the thing that we all have in common, we're all people. Mm-hmm. Are we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, like, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I had two little boys and my oldest, I didn't care that the minky was pink. Like, it came in a two-pack. I bought the two-pack. He stopped crying. It's a mute button. Put the binky in. Like, but there were people, well, aren't you a little worried about giving your baby a pink binky? It's a color. No. What is there to like, worry about? People put negative connotations on everything, like, the, the 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 one trend that was going around. Oh, uh, a a little kid, a boy wanted a kitchen set. So if he wants a kitchen set, oh, that makes him feminine. I saw that. What? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> like, do you hear yourself when you're saying that? Yeah. Cooking is a necessary skill. It's a survival skill. So you mean to tell me, your son? You want to make you want to call your son feminine because he's learned because he wants to learn how to survive. You're crazy. I want to get my kids an easy bake oven because listen, I want those brownies. All right. <laughs> That's my brother and I use um, the easy bake I, oven more than my sister did. Yes. <laughs> I've used it. Absolutely. What does that mean? It means nothing. Because no, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I can be okay with Mama Bear not cooking and I can make something and she can take a load off. Because she's had a long day. It shouldn't have... I don't know. I just feel like the whole gender role thing. I mean... That's what we put on it. Yeah, it shouldn't have to <laughs> we be We created that. it. <laughs> it's just like uh, when we had our second, I changed his first diaper, right? In the hospital. I put on his first... I put his first diaper on. And the mm-hmm. nurse goes, wow, you did that really well. You must have changed a lot of diapers. And I looked at her and I'm like... <laughs> You do see my other kid right there, right? Like, right. Yeah, I changed his diapers a lot. It's not just yeah. the mother thing. Like, yeah. oh, I was up. I was up oh. with them too. Like, <laughs> I'm. I'm so glad you said that because it it does seem like the fathers almost get ignored. Yeah, and it's not to, and it's not to, and I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to say anything like bad about the women because you know, um, the whole having a a soul inside of you creating you know your body being a space for this this human this this little soul to like um come to be Mm -hmm. is is something that we as men will never understand no and i'm i'm totally i can accept that and i'm totally fine with that fathers are important too Mm -hmm. don't i mean hey with sons, sons are going to look at their mother as the example of how they should receive love. Sons are going to look at us for strength and leadership and the example is, okay, however I love his mom, that's how I should love women. Same with daughters. Daughters are going to use their mom to be the example of who they should be as women. Dads are going to be that. Okay, 
this is what I want my boyfriend to be like. This is what I want my husband to be like, mm-hmm. like daddy. He, I want him to be strong and protect me like daddy. Fathers are, fathers are important. Yep. And simply because we don't give birth, we don't go through the whole process, the hormonal changes, you know, the, the, um, contr- you know, the contractions and, and everything else that doesn't, that shouldn't diminish how important we are. Now, what does suck is that the, the deadbeats, the ones that make the choice to not be there in their children's lives, they get so much credit while the fathers who are busting their tails, some of us are doing it by, by ourselves. Why? Because you may have some moms out here who are a little vindictive. They don't get that credit. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. It's to a point where, you know, um, have you ever seen a you ever seen a father say happy fa- happy Mother's Day to me on Mother's Day? No. no. But you see some women. Happy Father's Day to me on Father's Day. Yeah, you play both roles, but you're not a man. You cannot teach your son what it means to have that 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 rugged exterior. I love my mother to death, but she she softened up the rough edges. She gave me emotion. She gave me the ability to feel. Mm-hmm. I'll never take that from her. Never. It was a, the most beautiful thing I ever got. But my father told me how to fish. My father told me that a man that don't work, don't eat. My father told me that. So I just feel like, you know, fathers, fathers should be appreciated too. Fathers have it hard. It is not easy. And don't look at it as, you know, it's funny because, you know, like you said, the deadbeats, like, people disrespect but then when you're there and active it's oh that's what you should be doing okay okay but like yes but at the the same time yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly like then yeah yes that's very true like uh sometimes i don't know it's sometimes yes it is easy to be overlooked as a man, and we we talked about that too with mental health, and yes, we just we just need to be better to one another. Period. One another, yeah. I mean, it's it's bad on both sides, you know. Uh, um, you know, I I say this all the time, you know, um, with with you know with the ladies, and I get it. Um, you should absolutely feel confident. In your mm-hmm. in your body, you should absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here telling. No, if you're comfortable with how your body looks, I support it. But I don't think, you know, I I don't I don't think that um. I don't think some of some of the ladies have to show everything. You don't have to, right? If you choose to, I mean that's. Ultimately, it it is your choice, but um, I feel like you know, uh, some of some of the ladies are just so much more like amazing than um than just their 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 body parts. Like their their soul is something that you know is um is rare. 
you know, to 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 have, you know, uh to know women that are extremely intelligent. Oh my God, man. Um to an extent, even like Jenny. Uh to 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 have to know someone who holds you accountable mm-hmm. for how are you really feeling. Yes. Find a word. Here, you that can't think of them. Here's here's thirty here's, of them. I got, Pick here one. you go. I got a mug for you. Yeah. Pick one. Absolutely. As That's, you know, it's it's you're finding the word that your brain can't pick out. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Finding the words that your yes. brain can't. So like when it's things like that, you know, it's it's an amazing thing. Now, you know, we had uh I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Um <clears throat> we had we had a man who thought it was okay to voice his opinion about, you know, the women and all saying that the, you know, the boobs are taking away the viewership and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that. I just ignore that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was very idiotic to say. Um, at the end of the day, um, as long as it doesn't affect your day to day, why does it matter? <laughs> That's what they do. That's what their viewership loves from them. So it's not taken away from you. Clearly, you aren't doing something right. Right. Like, listen, those Maybe aren't. That's not your audience. There's enough people in this world for everybody, right? That you are looking at the wrong things. If that's what you, you think. know how many you you know how many men would do it if they could get away with it, right? <laughs> Maybe that's why they feel upset, right? Because they can't do it. They can't get away with it. Okay, women can get away with it. It is what it is. You either respect it, or if it's not your content, your kind of content, you keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about preference. It is a choice. You choose what you actively choose what you what content you want to consume. If hot tubs and all that ain't your forte, cool. Move out the way. Yeah. And that's people just people wanting to be mad at someone, so they just pick whatever they can. Yes. It's it's just, it's it's insane. And <clears throat> that's it goes back to what we you can only control what's around you, right? It goes yes. back to that earlier. Yes. Well, our conversation. So as we wrap this up, you know, is there something that you'd like to leave people with for, I mean, you got anything coming up or you got anything on top of mind that you'd like to. Um, so I think, uh, I think later tonight after I do, um, after I do my stream, I'm going to hold another space. Uh, it's been a little minute and, um, you know, I want to hold the space and talk about, uh, the uh, the darkest moment in your life. Not only just the darkest moment. How did you get through it? People always want to talk about, oh my god, that moment was so dark. But what did you do to get through it? Even if, yeah. even if it was bad stuff. Sometimes in our darkest moment, we don't make the best decisions. But when did you figure out? Hey. That wasn't a that wasn't the that wasn't the greatest. Just let me go back to the drawing board and find a better way. And how did you you know how did you get here now? And what would your advice be to somebody who's going through uh who's going through a dark moment? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is my youngest. Hey. <laughs> Can you say hi? 
<laughs> I that's so, yeah. that's that's important because like you said, how sometimes we hold on to guilt for how we acted during things, right? Or I mean just giving people steps because yeah. there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more that happens. There's gonna be something that comes up and how are we going to be able to do it? I mean, better than yeah. last time or different and not fall into the same. But yeah, being I mean, honest gotta, about it. Yeah. We have a we have a generation after us that mm-hmm. we have to mold and teach. Um, you know, these spaces in my stream and what, you know, the spaces and the, the you know, the barrier soul aspect and the deeply rooted aspects, what they represent. Mm-hmm. That's the legacy I'm leaving behind for him. That's the legacy I'm leaving behind for him. And that's because that's yeah. So awesome. when my time on this plane of, of this realm of existence is gone, he can have something to he can have an example to follow. Like, oh, dad was really into this. What is this about? What mm-hmm. what what is mental health? Oh, I can't wait to have a podcast with him when he asks me that. Dad, what's mental health? Well, son, I'm glad you asked. Daddy, right? Daddy. <laughs> yes, Trev. Yes, we can. <laughs> Go turn it on. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we, we we have a younger generation to teach. And not only that, but we are still works in progress. And that's important to to teach our kids, to teach that one right there. I am not perfect, and nope. I'm willing to say that. And mm-hmm. I want them to know that I am not. Yeah. And therapy therapy okay. does not mean you're messed up. No. It doesn't. I am actively taking steps to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. To get rid of certain aspects of anger that's weighing on my soul because if I don't get rid of them, I'm going to go back to the person I used to be and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So that's, it's beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, you know, um Holding these spaces is, for me, it's a lifesaver because I get I get to I get the knowledge and I get the perspective of other people and I get to open my mind because my opinion is my opinion. It's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You take perspectives from everyone and you you apply it. And I mean that's that's the beautiful thing about perspective. Yours isn't it. It's a billion people on this planet. You can learn different things from everybody. Absolutely. You have to be willing to do it. You can't be willfully ignorant. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and I'm, you know, I'm starting, and I, I learned this from Waba too. So, like, I'm starting to hopefully find a therapist. Like, Monday love Waba, by the way. I do too. Like, shout out to, go to Waba Streams yeah. on Twitch. Shout out, shout out, shout out Waba Streams, man. He's, they are a wonderful person and like they they said when they came on you know don't be afraid to move on from a therapist because not every that therapist may not be for you like not everyone needs the same therapist and i didn't Mm -hmm. even think about that like i just didn't i didn't have a couple of therapists that worked for me sometimes the therapists don't get it yes and that's okay (laughs) it's okay right so that's that's important that's important to remember and that's something that I need to remember. So and I'm 
I have not been this excited about appointments than I am like going through this process to get one because I like I'm I, my 2022 resolution was growth period. That's yeah. it. I left it open-ended because it, I don't know how much, but I am going to take steps and I am going to grow and I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I know that I'm going to grow and that's different from what it's been in the past and it's not material and it's not absolutely. It's not just one aspect. It's everything. I Every aspect. Yes. Yes. Every aspect. I feel like in 2022, we all should take, uh, we all should take active steps in improving every aspect of our health, not just mental, but physical. What about spiritual? What about emotional? Take care of yourself. That Absolutely. means completely, not just in one aspect. So you know. But that's what that's what I would like to leave with people. I love it. I absolutely love it. So if people want to follow you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, uh, the Bear Project underscore. You can find me on Instagram, the Bear Project underscore. Twitch, the Bear Project underscore. Um, I even did this. Uh, they got like this gaming page called Expand. Okay. Uh, the Bear Project underscore. Um, Facebook. You can find me by my name, Brandon Turner. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that should be it. Yeah, that's all my socials. Oh, YouTube, the Bear Project oh. is what, underscore. And, um, yeah, I, I plan on, I really plan on taking this, the, the spaces, uh, and the podcast on stream. I plan on, like, really diving deep and trying to, uh, uncover, you know, the, the, the more deeply, pun intended, the more deeply rooted aspects of people because I'm tired of people being approached on a surface level. I'm not going to put, I'm not just going to identify people as streamers. They're people who right. stream. Right. So. I appreciate that. I'm still, I'm going to make every single one I can. And, you know, yeah, make sure you go follow the Bear Project underscore Twitter, Twitch, everywhere. You know, what, Obviously, you know, you can see a wonderful person putting out amazing content, making the world a better place. We are Untapped Keg. Usually it's me, Monte Ball. Find Mont on Twitter at MonteBall28. Find me on Twitter at It's Trickster. You can go through my tweets last night and watch my heartbreak in real time. Um, <laughs> it's like every every year I know it's coming and it still feels yeah. like the first time. Uh, but you know, find us at Untapped Keg everywhere. It, yes, yes. Next month in February, I want to have a psychologist on who specializes in fan mentality because that is. Mm. I really think that we need to talk about it. So I, I would, I want to find, um, I want to do a podcast with like a, a psychologist and, um, and talk about you know uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, um, and paying attention to like the certain cues from people as to, you know, how their trauma, their trauma, uh, you know, affects them throughout their entire life. Because I think Absolutely. a lot of people are, are very oblivious to um, the fact that, you know, the, the, the trauma and the PTSD is real. Mm -hmm. Like people still feel these things. You know, some people are sensitive to intimacy because of something that may have happened to them in their past so i would love to do something something like that to bring like a psychologist on or 
you know, a therapist, like a licensed therapist, licensed psychologist, and like challenge myself and them to think you know, about they, yeah, they they have they have like book they have like book knowledge in other ways. I have what I've seen. Yeah. So to see the book versus your own eyes, oh that's psh. That's Ooh. that would be that would be amazing. I'm I really want to try to get that. That would yeah. be awesome. Maybe we could try to help you out with that. So yeah, let me know, man. I, I would definitely I definitely want to try that out. Let's uh yeah. Uh let's talk after this and we'll see if we can help you out with that. But yeah. hey, everybody, let's have a good week. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this show. Yes. This this was fun. This was yes. as always deep again. I really I enjoy talking to you every time. So likewise, man. And Same, man. um you know, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we don't yes. make it, we tried. That's all we can do is try. Yes. Have a good week, everybody. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.